You're listening to Campus Review Radio. I'm Avina, I'm the president of my student union, and I have an incredible relationship with my university, which is in large part due to my vice chancellor, Martin Bean. Which in this room might be well received, but when I say it to a room of my peers, I'm often looked at like some kind of traitor because <laughs> the relationships between Australian vice chancellors and their student unions is uh, traditionally more adversarial. <laughs> I'm personally mentored by my vice chancellor, and I have this personal mobile number, which I can assure you I use very sparingly. Um, and when I come up against a problem within the university, he listens, he cares, and he assists in resolving it. How many of your student body presidents can directly send you a text when something's wrong? If I attempt to heap the praise that I think is founded on Martin, his response is always that the relationship is mutually beneficial. The university benefits immensely through us and the ear to the ground we have on student issues. Because in this relationship, we're partners the student president and the university president. He's empowered us with the agency to genuinely make decisions, to actually disrupt, to shake things up, and to passionately disagree. To put a hold on projects that we don't believe will produce the best outcomes for students. It's difficult and sometimes there's conflict, but that's okay. Legitimate partnership requires the expectation of conflict. For students to feel comfortable to challenge those who in our hierarchical system hold far more power than they do. It requires legitimate decision-making power voting rights, sign-offs, working groups, explanations of history and terminology. It requires a level of the playing field to a degree, and most importantly, it requires trust. Partnership isn't consulting a student at the end of a project for feedback that may or may not be taken on board or may or may not have an impact on the final <coughs> outcome. Partnership isn't tokenistically having a student on a committee or a project and asking them if they have anything to add. It's working collaboratively. Our university student experience projects require the signature of the student president to be actioned. I've held things off in the past that I, to workshop them to the point that I feel best represent student needs. Most recently, it was the evaluation of tenders for a student bar. Uh, the prices were too high and the menu was tapas as opposed to bar food, uh, which is great for young professionals, but not so great for uni students, two thirds of which live below the poverty line. It might sound like a frightening concept to give that much power to a student, but that's where the trust comes in. The shift within the university, it now feels like we're negotiated with as opposed to dictated to. I'm an appointed member of the academic board and in each meeting there's a dedicated section for students to raise issues. Last month I implored RMIT to commit to becoming the gold star standard in this country for mental health. There was an overall endorsement and commitment and I'm now working with many stakeholders in the university to achieve this goal through policy changes and processes. We used to be asked to consult on policy after it was written and now we co-design and create frameworks and policy alongside other stakeholders within the university. In these meetings, we sit on either side of the table, poring over documents, track changes, debate terminology, and we have a genuine stake in influence and decision-making power. It feels as though we're more of an exception as opposed to the rule. But we're uniquely placed to raise issues within the university to help them solve problems they might not even know they had. Why? Because during our student elections, we speak to thousands upon thousands of students about their issues, that they don't always feel comfortable raising with the university, but they're more than happy to speak to other students about. At RMIT, the student union creates a top 20 priority list. We're on the third year of this now, and it used to be 10, but we couldn't stick to that, so we allowed us to extend it to 20. This list makes the university accountable to us. Every three weeks or so, I sit down with the DVC of Education, the Head of Planning and Resources, and we methodically work through the list, who's responsible in the university for it. It's the deliverables, the expected date will see a tangible outcome, and between these meetings, I get to see the progress updates. It's a discussion and a negotiation in which we have the power to change or disagree with the direction like in a real partnership. 
Last year from the list we changed things like special consideration policy, no assessments over 50%, the student's unable to fail an entire subject based on one assignment, reducing the wait times at our counselling services, developing 24-hour web and online services as well. This year we're working on a review of the university's policies and processes in regards to handling sexual assault and harassment, disability-specific academic progress policy, and we're also getting a bar. So, <laughs> the strength of enabling students as partners is hearing and understanding the unique perspective and the underlying thought processes of both, of both staff and students. When my vice chancellor started at RMIT over two years ago, there was a huge cultural shift and the, within the university management that emphasized <coughs> the importance of student leaders. He spoke frequently in the impact of having been a student leader himself and how it shaped his own career. It was reaffirmed the need for respecting our voices and the necessity for us to be taken seriously. For me, there's no degree in leadership, but it's what I'm good at. I have ADHD, which means I'm bad at sitting down and studying for hours on end, but I'm good at thinking on my feet, seeing the bigger picture, and finding creative solutions. My intelligence and efficacy isn't limited to my ability within a classroom, and what I've been enabled to do is reach my potential in being an agent for change through the supportive environment provided. I hope that you can all go back to your universities and inspire individuals the way that I've been. You have the power to shape the leaders of the future, and I hope I've encouraged you to use that.